Thank you indeed. And welcome to the service of lessons and carols on this fourth Sunday of Advent. The Lord be with you. And grace and peace to us all in the name of Christ our Lord. It is Christ who calls us here in this holy journey as we draw closer and closer to the birth of Christ our Savior, Emmanuel, God with us. And what a blessing it is to share with you in this time of worship. Just a reminder, we find some registration pads on our pews because it helps us to know that you grace us with your presence as we worship this morning. We especially thank those visitors, guests who may be with us, sharing in this time of worship. And I do wish to remind you that tomorrow evening, Christmas Eve, there will be two opportunities for worship. There will be an 8 o'clock service, which is the more uh, family-friendly service. There will be an extended children's time as part of that 8 o'clock service. And that at 11 o'clock will be the more traditional, kind of a, a somber time of worship. Uh, both services will be candlelight and communion. Uh, the 8 o'clock service will feature our chancel choir. We will also have uh, a choir presence with us at the 11 o'clock service as well. So I hope you will be joined. Uh, able to join us in these times of worship as we receive the gift of Christ our Savior. And
Alleluia, the Christ child comes. And we await his birth. Let us throw off all distractions. And allow the chaos to settle. Let us watch for the signs. And listen to the messengers. Let us stand on tiptoe. And shout aloud and sing. Something new is emerging. Something new is emerged. We sing, O come all ye faithful, as we find that in the insert in our bulletins this morning.
be seated. I will invite the family of Tammy Sapp to come forward, Kendall and Lily Kate, Tammy, to lead us in the lighting of the four Advent candles, and you will see the sung response that follows the lighting of these candles. I invite us then to join in this response as the choir will lead us. June and said, Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. We light the first Advent candle to remind us to keep awake and be ready. We light the second Advent candle to remind us to change our ways. We, we, the third Advent candle reminds us of the good news that the blind can see and the lame can walk. We light the fourth Advent candle to remind us that God is with us. We come to a time of lesson and carol, and we share first in the scripture as it comes to us from Isaiah the prophet, the ninth chapter, verses two through seven. First we pray. Lord, as you speak, we are brought to life. As you speak, we are created and recreated in the image of Christ. We give you thanks for your word, a word proclaimed in you this day. And we give you thanks for the word become flesh 
dwelling in our midst. Amen. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shined. Thou hast multiplied the nation, thou hast increased its joy. They rejoice before thee as with joy at the harvest, as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden and the staff for his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, thou hast broken as on the day of Midian. For every boot of the tramping warrior in battle tumult and every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. This is the word of our Lord. We stand as we sing.
as it comes to us in the second chapter of Luke. And in that region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Be not afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of a great joy which will come to all the people. For to you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. This is the word of our Lord.
Again, from the Gospel of Luke, the second chapter, verses 15 through 20. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste, and found Mary and Joseph, and the babe lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying which had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary kept all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. This is the word of our Lord.
stand as we sing Angels We Have Heard on High.
the Gospel of John, the first chapter, verses 1 through 15. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came for testimony, to bear witness to the light, that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness to the light. The true light that enlightens every man was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world knew him not. He came to his own home, and his own people received him not. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh, and dwelt among us, full of grace and truth. We have beheld his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, John bore witness to him and cried, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks before me, for he was before me. This is the word of our Lord.
the prophet Isaiah, chapter 11, verses 1 through 9. We hear the word of our Lord. There shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And his delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see or decide by what his ears hear, but with righteousness he shall judge the poor and to decide with equity for the meek of the earth. And he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth and with the breath of his lips he shall slay the wicked. Righteousness shall be the girdle of his waist and faithfulness the girdle of his loins. The wolf shall dwell with the lamb and the leopard shall lie down with the kid and the calf and the lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall feed, their young shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox, the sucking child shall play over the hole of the asp, and the weaned child shall put his hand on the adder's den. They shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. This is the word of our Lord.
Stand as we sing, infant holy, infant mother.
worship God as our ushers come forward. We offer God his tithes and our offerings. Let us pray. Lord, your love for us, so deep and so profound, you withhold nothing from us, not even your own Son, for you so loved the world and loved us all. Receive, we pray, these gifts returned unto you, the greatest of givers, and may they be of glory to you and of blessing to your people. Amen.
The story of the birth of Jesus, as found in the first chapter of Matthew, verses 18 through 25. Let us hear the word of our Lord. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be the child of the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and his name shall be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had borne a son, and he called his name Jesus. This is the word of our Lord. Well, it was the late Southern writer Pat Conroy who once said the most powerful words in the English language are, tell me a story. Well, today is a day in which we dare not disagree with Pat Conroy. We have shared in a story the most wondrous of stories. It is a story today shared in lesson and in carol. It is a story spoken, a story sung. It is a story promised, a story fulfilled. It is a story remembered. It is a story anticipated. It is a story into which we are gathered this day, a story we wish to hear, a story we came to be told. Pat Conroy was right, wasn't he? Tell me a story. Tell me this story. There are no words more powerful than these, not today anyway. I remember these words tell me a story being spoken by our daughters when they were children. Many of the books I or their mother read to them are books we still find among Christmas decorations we have pulled from storage in recent weeks. The Christmas Day Kitten, The Night Before Christmas, A Christmas Memory. Wonderful stories, all of these, and a great reason for these stories to be told by me, by their mother, by anyone. Great reason with these stories before us for children to say, tell me a story. And while there is tremendous worth in the experience of reading a story, I think there may be an even greater experience a child desires when he or she says, tell me a story. It is that experience taking place when the story is told. You see, in order for the story to be told, we must be together. In order for the story to be told, 
We must be in the presence, in the company of one another. You see, the story is not told in solitude. Perhaps my favorite story of the season is the story titled A Christmas Memory by Truman Capote. This is a highly autobiographical story in which Capote remembers with laughter and tears and great poignancy a Christmas spent with a much older cousin when he was a young boy. As a child who did not fit in with other members of his family, as a boy who was considered something of a misfit by others, young Truman found acceptance and affirmation in the presence of this cousin, Cousin Sook. When, a few years after this Christmas of which Capote writes, relatives who believe they know best send young Truman away to school, away from the only one who seems to care for him, Truman is devastated and never more alone. But we have heard more than once that early in God's story of salvation, God declares it is not good that those whom he has made in his image should be alone. Still, in the midst of overcrowded calendars, lengthy hours at the office, electronic devices allowing us to connect immediately with one another, you and I are often strangely alone. A senator from Nebraska, Ben Sass, writes about this phenomenon in a recent book of his. Sass suggests in this recent book that the nation's least understood public health problem is loneliness. Sass's book argues that Americans are richer, more informed, and connected than ever, and unhappier, more isolated, and less fulfilled. Sass writes, loneliness in epidemic proportions is producing a loneliness literature of sociological and medical findings about the effect of loneliness on individuals' brains and bodies and on communities. He says there is a growing consensus that loneliness, not obesity or cancer or heart disease, is the nation's number one health crisis. Persistent loneliness reduces average longevity more than twice as much as does heavy drinking and more than three times as much as obesity, which often is a consequence of loneliness. Research demonstrates that loneliness is as physically dangerous as smoking 15 cigarettes a day and contributes to cognitive decline, including more rapid advance of Alzheimer's disease. Sass writes, we're literally dying of despair, of the failure to fill the hole millions of Americans feel in their lives. In the last quarter of the 20th century, the average number of times Americans entertained at home declined, he writes, almost 
Americans are hyper-connected but disconnected with fewer non-virtual friends than at any point in decades, and with the median American checking a smartphone every 4.3 minutes, I've been seeing you, <laughs> and with nearly 40% of those 18 to 29 years old online almost every waking minute, we are addicted to distraction, and we are parched for genuine community. It is God who has said, it is not good that we should be alone. Still, we find ways into loneliness. And it may wonder, did we know how lonely we are? Well, it appears God knows. We heard this scripture. The Son of God, a Savior, is born and we are to call him Emmanuel. Why Emmanuel? Because in the presence of this child born to us, we know God is born to us. Because in this presence of this child, we're not alone. Because God has declared from the beginning, it is good that we should not be alone. So one known to us as Emmanuel, is born. For us, God with us is born. This means we're not alone. This means we're in the company of God. This means we will fear no evil. For thou art with me. This means today the dwelling place of God is with us. This means today we receive the good news. I am with you always the end of the age. This means the word becomes flesh and dwells with us. Our Savior is born, Emmanuel, God with us. We are not alone. This means God knows as we know our grief. God knows as we know our loss. God knows as we know our joy and celebration. God knows as we know our life in shadow. God knows as we know our life in sunshine. God knows our tears. God knows our laughter. God knows life as we know it. This means as we speak with God, we speak with a God always and everywhere who is able to say to us, I get it. He was made like us in every respect. You shall call his name Emmanuel, because in him God is with us. It's a story we've heard more than once. Still, it's the story we want to hear more than any other, for the desire we carry more deeply than any other each day, including today, is to know the presence of the one who made us. To know we're not alone. To know we're gathered within this story, God's story. So this means this Christmas, we receive what we want. 
more than anything else. We receive the presence, the gift of God, the presence of one with us, never to be lonely again. Amen. We stand as we sing. Thank you, thank you so much for being with us, for sharing in this gift of music, and God bless us all as we go from this place to welcome Christ our Savior. We have been blessed, we've been gathered within this holy story, a story in which God writes and makes sure that we are a part of this, for it is a story from beginning to end of God's love for us, God's salvation for us, and the gift of one who comes to us is Emmanuel. Go now in peace, in the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. Sing we Noel on this glad
Christmas morning, sing we Noel on this holy day. Sing 